Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 206, and today we'll be talking about The Trial. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, in general, you can lump episodes that people consider great into one of two categories. Either fairly typical of the series, at least for the time when they were airing. Like, for me, it would be Giant Woman, Tiger Millionaire, that I would lump as fairly normal for their period. Uh, And then you have episodes like The Trial, which are like not great episodes to watch if you want to learn what the series is about, but fans of the series probably love them. This faces head on the issue of questions fans had been asking themselves for a long time. And for that reason, it's pretty cool (laughs) seeing Steven actually having to explain exactly what his own nature is uh, in front of the diamonds and sort of having this whole weird confusion of how did Rose really shatter Pink Diamond? You know, after we'd heard that, we had wondered about the ramifications of that, but this really put in front of us wondering so many more questions. Oh yeah, as as far as the Pink Diamond mystery was concerned, the who shattered Pink Diamond, this one set up an overt red herring with Yellow as a suspect. Uh, A lot of people were wondering if Yellow was behind this, and this definitely fueled the fire. And then another one uh, with that, where was her pearl, uh, set up another red herring that they would themselves set up later, is maybe it was Pearl who did it. I think it's great that basically this season, you know, was set up as a whodunit when really there was no such thing. I think at least for me at this point in the show, I had let go of the Rose's Pink Diamond theory, even though I had believed it for so long because the show had convinced me that someone shattered successfully Pink Diamond. I didn't know how they would actually pull off somehow making Rose still Pink Diamond. And I had forgotten certain conflicts of lore where you know rose clearly seems to be from space and from homeworld and yet everyone else keeps saying that she was grown on earth i started believing all the people that said she was from earth and that she was made from pink diamonds you know colony so that was a really great switcheroo (laughs) that they pulled yeah that's okay i never i never gave up trusted my instincts (laughs) yeah There is definitely a lot of Pearl foreshadowing here, though, and something they haven't addressed yet is that Yellow Pearl really seems to know what's going on when it gets mentioned. Well, I don't know. Uh, That might have just been because her Pearl would probably have been missing in action afterwards. Like, what would the homeworld do to Pink Diamond's Pearl after Pink Diamond is no longer around? She would have had to escape at some point. Might as well escape in the confusion of Pink's shattering, you know? Right. I wonder if the... It kind of seems like the pearls, at least between blue and yellow, have some kind of relationship or know each other. Maybe they don't get to hang out too much, but I wonder how much communication they had with Pink's pearl. And it brings up the question of even though they find these gems to be pretty lowly, wouldn't the diamonds have been searching for pearl after the shattering of Pink Diamond? But it seems like pretty much that's what sparked them just running away in rage and nuking the planet. So I guess no one really cared to investigate that really important thing i mean it's just a pearl i mean it's a dead person's pearl too pretty much so i don't know if there's anything else to the pearls knowing anything maybe she was just shocked by the accusation of a pearl doing anything because you know she herself wouldn't want to be accused of such a thing as far as bringing in the context we know now back to this episode i think too we definitely understand how it went down now right like both of them were in the palanquin 
She was already, Pearl's already a trusted member. And so no one else saw this go down. Uh, we didn't really see a whole entourage. It seemed as though there was fighting happening during this. So I don't know if just how many other eyewitnesses there were mm-hmm. because we were simply within Pearl's memory. So we didn't see anyone else standing around. I think Pearl's memory is only preserving the important part. Her memory makes it clear that her entourage was there and saw it, but doesn't go into detail on them. Right, <laughs> which is pretty strange from some gems' perspective that the just Rose suddenly emerged out of <laughs> out of the palanquin and stabbed Pink in the back. I mean, she's just that sneaky. Blue in this is definitely confused about shattering a diamond too, and I'm still wondering: can someone really shatter a diamond? As far as ENJQ's touching on the subject, he once scoffed on Twitter about the idea of someone even just poofing a diamond. Which, as we saw very recently, Lapis dropping a barn on Blue did not cause her to lose her form at all. Nor did her ship falling on her do anything except cause her to decide to sit there and wait for Yellow because she wanted to smack some heads. Yeah. This introduced us to the Diamond's powers with Yellow actually zapping a Zircon and just, well, obviously she mushes one with her finger, but we actually see the lightning power next. Yep. I'm still waiting for, you know, as nice as that is, we've already seen that power captured by technology with the destabilizers, and we've seen Blue sort of throw orbs around and stuff and be all sad and make people sad. Well, not people, especially not Connie, but, you know, Jim's sad. (laughs) Never Connie. (laughs) I'm I'm still waiting to actually feel a little more power from the diamonds. I don't know, though, if that's going to be the case. Maybe White is going to be way more powerful, but I don't know. I have not been particularly impressed by their abilities so far but maybe at least their indestructibleness sort of helps them serve to be diamonds, besides the fact that they're just like the biggest gems outside of fusions. I mean, Pink Diamond can create plant warriors and bring dead gems back to life, so I think her bigger sisters slash mothers would probably be at least as hardcore as that, if not more. There is a question, too, of if Steven is still holding out on some powers, too. I mean, Blue and Yellow aren't even fighters they might have powers that they've never explored because that's not their role whereas pink was willing to move outside of her role and discover parts of herself she was never supposed to use that's true i think with the power like controlling organic life rose could be pretty powerful and the ability to control well we haven't seen steven go inside any gems bodies yet so maybe he doesn't have that power but at least power to fully inhabit uh other beings too no he got inside malachite's head yeah he didn't control Malachi, but he can definitely pretty much psychically talk to anybody. I'm not exactly sure what happened when Steven got knocked out or whatever on the beach and was able to communicate with everyone, including the diamonds. But, you know, he's shown more power in some ways than the actual diamonds. Well, I mean, he's an actual diamond too, but the other diamonds. <laughs> I guess, again, it's it's not just what power you have, it's how you use it. And the diamonds don't really do that. You saw in the answer that as soon as a fight starts, Blue Diamond buttons up and runs away because she has people for that. I just really want to see White Diamond pull like, I want to see her to have some like Thanos level power of like warping re- people's perceptions of reality, control time, snap her fingers. There was someone on 4chan who said that she would have the power to mind control other gems, but I think everyone's hoping that that was a lie. It's a cool power, but... Maybe she has the power to purposely disform (laughs) gems, at least with with White Pearl's case, and change their voice. I don't don't know if those are related things. Uh, You could also draw some connections to the ways that the diamonds were able to heal centipedal, you know, 
Steven touching her actually healed her mental state. Yellow just sort of was able to restore her out of corruption a bit. Yellow fixed her body just like she's able to disrupt her body. Mm -hmm. And then Blue was able to kind of restore her partially, but she's just an emotional wreck. And I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know how much connection there is to draw there. And I don't know where that leaves White Diamond to just make her... Uh, except maybe like as the life giver of gems, she's sort of the ultimate authority on, you know, making centipedal's restoration last. I don't know. I, I think that nature, though, of at least being a mother gems, creator of everything is still there. But as far as the trial goes, <laughs> I did like just seeing these powers for the first time. And there's still a lot more to explore. Yellow has anger issues. I mean, like she, she was she wasn't having any of that. There's another piece of context, too, to talk about now where we are in the show. We've actually seen Steven hear their inner thoughts. And so we know Yellow really is brought down by feeling responsible for what happened. I don't know. Her guilt is brought out so much in anger that it's a different type of guilt that's not really a sadness. She just wants it to be done with because she wants to stop feeling bad about herself responsible. Well, think about it this way. Zircon accused her of shattering Pink Diamond, and Yellow already sees herself as responsible for Pink being shattered. So that would probably partially explain why she flies off the handle when she's accused of having done it herself, because as far as she's concerned, she may as well have. I think that's exactly it. And (laughs) it's kind of funny how much this affected Yellow and Blue. You know, all the show is first dealing about the Crystal Gems not having Rose. And then we sort of dealt for the shorter period with the Diamond not having Pink Diamond. Where does White Diamond fit in that picture? She seemed pretty unaffected in her statuesque form and putting off Pink for some uh, nap time or time out. (laughs) I, I, I don't know, uh, that would be a such a different perspective from any other character we've had on the show to be outside the concerns of losing somebody. You want to talk about small things about the trial I like? Blue Zircon, during her initial meeting with Steven, does a couple funny things with her hands. First of all, she gives him the live long and prosper. I, th- I think when she's holding hand up to him to say that I don't have time for your story, she gives him the live long and prosper. That's the best one. <laughs> Her design kills me every time I see it. It's uh, such a different gem design, that boxiness. The gems we've seen, I don't I don't know exactly what kind of theme they all fit under, but there's some more alien designs that the fusions have had that we could definitely see more of. I mean, I don't I don't know if Zircon's particularly alien, but I think the eccentricity of Homeworld could definitely be brought out in this upcoming season. Zircon makes me think of that. Um <laughs> She's just she's just a little out there. Uh, I don't know what else they're prosecuting all the time, though. I still can't believe they even have trials on Homeworld. I think that's such a strange thing for there to be this whole class of gems when it seems like justice is irrelevant to them. You're either fulfilling your job or we can just make a new one of you. So, Well, that, that's what the trial is for, to determine whether you did right or not. I guess. I mean, you have gems whose purpose is to think of them as part of the bureaucracy. They're there to make sure that everything is being done correctly. They're just the investigators. Yeah, it's kind of a weirdly fair-ish society. You know, the more we see of Homeworld Society too, besides the whole stratification of these rocks, they, (laughs) they all 
are doing okay. I like I I don't know. The Zircons are fine doing their role. It's so weird. <laughs> That's because for the most part, the gems tend to get it right. I mean, Topaz hates her job, absolutely hates it. But Bismuth, again, I've said this several times, but Bismuth hates building buildings. She wants to build weapons instead, and they got it pretty close, even with her. Yeah. I guess also it's funny how sympathetic the diamonds really are and they're not just these totally evil ladies like we see here in the trial between them being able to take recess and hear out the opposition case you know yellow snaps but like you said she's she's pretty justified in her anger or, or has a pretty good reason for why she snaps and and so does blue and it's not like she did any lasting harm to them it's, it's like you walk up to the defense attorney and deck him is this a very big breach yes but did you actually hurt him i mean and they are the diamonds, so so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't make you don't accuse Yellow of a crime, especially one she thinks she may as well have actually committed. I think that's the moral of the story. Oh, uh, but you you mentioned the stratification of the gems. I like the I like the play on words with the shallow stratagem and shallow strata gem. It's funny. Hmm. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> I just think it's really funny how they keep coming up with terms of um. You know, respect and endearment in, in those luminous, lustrous diamond. Yeah. You know, just like... My diamond will suffice. Right. Between, you know, Peridot's giving us, you know, Claude as a derogative and all these things, how much farther they can keep stretching these geology-based <laughs> adjectives. I mean, I, I, think, I think they reached peak geology with Don't Tumble My Rocks. I, th <laughs> I think it's all downhill from here. I wanted to make some geological <laughs> joke to that downhill, but I just don't think I can. But, I mean, it already is geological. <sighs> yeah, I suppose. So, uh, another gap we have in our knowledge, and really the last thing I could think about uh, where we're still waiting on some information, is between here and the present, we have no idea what the diamonds did while Stephen went missing. And we don't know... If they were really looking after him or if that's what led them to come search for the cluster. And I feel like those answers now are weirdly distant since Steven is directly dealing with White Diamond. And it's a little annoying to me that we're kind of skipping out on that. Yeah, I still think that Legs from Here to Homeworld was a mistake. We needed a lot more time with the diamonds before we went on a field trip. Right, because I just don't know how we're going to go back and address this sort of missing piece. I mean, it didn't seem like the diamonds were going to exactly be in hot pursuit of Steven. And I understand the idea that they just think he's on Homeworld and then maybe they get frustrated and come back to Earth or something. But it's not it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And they don't really act surprised either to see Steven. Blue doesn't go. She doesn't even say, how did you get here? You were on Homeworld <laughs> Blast. She doesn't even address that. And I think I kind of just realized that just now. No one is surprised that Steven is on Earth. It's like we all just forgot how Steven escaped, you know? It's kind of a big deal. The portal in line is kind of a big deal. If we want to go back to talking about diamond powers, Pink Diamond being able to create portals through organic matter is a pretty big deal. I mean, it's basically like a horcrux. You just sprinkle them throughout the universe and you can be wherever. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and they all have to be dead. <laughs> yeah. Reanimated. Horcrux. Yeah, it's uh, something special. I'm just saying, Rebecca Sugar and her anime references. <laughs> Harry Potter turned uh, 20, I think, this month. It's crazy. Ooh. Yeah. One more year. <laughs> yeah, one more year before celebrate. Uh, that butterbeer. But anyway. Yeah, so this was the trial, and there's um, still some, weirdly, some unanswered questions, but not nearly as many as we used to have. 
We're actually at a strange point in the show where compared to at the trial where we had so many outstanding questions, I think for once in our lives in Steven Universe, we're on more of a downhill of questions. Maybe, right? Maybe. I mean, they Rose Quartz, the the identity of Pink Diamond, getting that solidified was uh, whether people wanted to believe that it was already a settled issue or not was kind of a big deal. The whole how did Pink Diamond get shattered? But, you know, having... Can't go back right before the big reveal of how it actually happened. I think that was a big mistake. They should have let us left us with that one week longer. It would have made the victory all the sweeter, too. Yeah. But a, a lot of people like to talk about gems being, oh, like, gems are so weak. Y- you know, anyone with an ordinary rifle or pistol would easily be able to shatter a gem. Look, look at how easy it was to crack Amethyst gem. Yeah. You know, but Amethyst is an overcooked off-color, so her gem isn't proper. Remember, Bismuth, who was a warrior for a living, decided that the only way she could shatter a gem was to create the breaking point. And uh, again, need I remind you, the the gems fight with people like Hollow Pearl, who can chop down a very big tree in one swipe with a balloon sword. So the fact that (laughs) Bismuth feels the need for the breaking point to shatter an enemy gem should tell you that the average gem is a little bit harder to shatter than that. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like just with between breaking up their physical form, there's definitely differences between gems, right? Peridot is way more hardy than any of our crystal gems. And yeah, she does not poof easily. You know, their physical gems probably are too. It's kind of funny though, how, you know, the destabilizers we've seen as a technological solution that seems a little more sci-fi to actually disrupt their form. But the breaking point never really explained how. It's, it's just basically a very high pressure, very high force point, <laughs> right? Yep. It's to break just, things with. It, it just kind of breaks things. It just I, works. It's so steampunk. I love it. Yeah, she just kind of claims that it would shatter a diamond, but I don't know where her proof is on that. And I'm sure the math checks out. <laughs> yeah, maybe she did the math. Did she do the monster math? Oh, all these Reddit references. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, this was our last glimpse of Homeworld, and we're kind of back on Homeworld. Well, I mean, we got got a little bit of look at the underbelly of Homeworld, the the parts that they've paved over. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm just happy talking about questions that we've answered. The, that big white thing that we see in the sky there, or in the skyline, I should say, was white's shit. And, you know, just throwing this out here as far as things still left to happen in the show, that now that we've seen all those four pieces and White Ship's clearly there, what on earth is going to get them to put all those pieces together and fight as a truly giant woman in space? Mm. That That is perplexing, and I don't know what's going to push the show there, but I think it's going to have to do with why they need the cluster. We're definitely going to see it at some point. Now, the only question is, is it going to happen in the future with rebuilt or repaired blue and yellow diamond ships or is it going to be a flashback where they're just i don't know i I think it's time to happen now don't don't just cheap out and give it to me in a flashback you know yeah that's what i was hoping i'm I'm hoping for no flashback i want to see them fight something like that temple fusion i don't want to see that temple fusion in the past it doesn't even need to be shown to me in the past all i need to see is Steven forming with the crystal gems. That could be an awesome flashback. But I don't know how much we're going to deal with the past now. You know, that's the era we were in with the trial. But so much has changed now. Rose's sword has been shattered. Everyone knows 
who she is. Amethyst has declared she ain't never talking about the past again, and she's (laughs) tired of putting up with it. I think that's part of where the show wants to take us. Not that there can't be flashbacks anymore, but I think there's something about the characters realizing that their obsession with the past needs to move on. And I think we have new places to go and new enemies to deal with. Well, that would be interesting if they actually did decide not to do any more flashbacks because the characters have moved on from the past. That'd be a little bit sad, but... It's kind of what they did with Rose's story with Greg, how it was in chronological order. And, you know, once we were at a certain point in that past, we we never go back further, right? So we've seen in order, as it aired, you know, Greg's relationship with Rose develop, and there's no more to dig there. It's like a very purposeful decision for us to see it through once, and there's no way to go back earlier or in between. It's kind of like how it happened. And I feel similarly, you know... The closest I can think to where they actually truly need to do a flashback is Rose and the Lions. I think we touched there in Buddy's book. Who's going to do the flashback, though? It would have to be a memory flashback. So It could be a part of Steven having those memories come back. Steven is still kind of hung up on that. So those kind of flashbacks would narratively make sense if he's remembering Rose stuff. That would make sense. But other people telling him stories. I think the other characters don't have as much to deal with Rose, but Steven still does because he's still Rose. I think that aspect of the show still remains. While the diamonds and the gems have dealt with Rose's loss, and, and Steven has uh, done plenty to deal with his own mom's loss. This triple identity he has now has to be dealt with. And he is going to have to figure out more about this gem really being inside him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, the trial, like I, like I said at the beginning, I love this episode, but boy, is it not a typical Steven Universe episode. <laughs> no. I mean, this isn't like Lion 2 the movie where it's like, oh, hey, you want to watch a Steven Universe episode? Try Lion 2. I mean, even if you ignore all the spoilers that you would get, it's still like, Stephen doesn't go on trial very often. He's usually such a good boy. <laughs> He's a very good distinguished boy. I like the that fan art somebody did. Uh, need I remind the court that Rose Quartz was created by Pink Diamond? It's like, blue? Blue, no. And then it cuts to Stephen on Earth. So anyway, now I have to do a thousand years of community service. <laughs> Uh, he's such a good boy give him a second chance anything else to say i think the case is closed on the trial case closed right my diamond zap (laughs) and then we see uh lapis talk a little bit of smack and get the same zap you know that just made me think about what happens if the diamonds if blue can use her crying powers on yellow yellow could surely do the same zapping on blue but could she zap white hmm Hmm. Questions. So many questions. I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe Blue could, at least for a while, resist that power, just like it doesn't affect Yellow nearly as much as it affects the average gem. Hmm. He thinks it's time for a diamond fight. That's a thing I haven't thought much about. I want to see some diamonds fight. The diamonds throwing down. Hmm. Anyway, that's a good thought to leave us with. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.